Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Working moms, have you ever felt guilty about working? Ever struggle with the Wonder Woman complex but come up a complete or what do you think is a complete failure? I don't know what it is, but I'm not a woman. That much I'm sure of. But I do know this. The women I know work really hard and are super awesome at what they do and how they manage work, marriage, and family. Today we're going to talk with Jessica Nicole Turner about her latest book entitled Stretched Too Thin. The topic is so appropriate for I Work For Him audience because... We have so many women that listen every day, and, and as we branch out and have shows that focus on the She Works For Him you know, audience, because it, the, the needs of women in the workplace are so different than the needs of men in the workplace, we wanted to make sure we focused on this book today to touch your lives as a woman and for you men listening today to get an insight into what your women are thinking. Again, the book's name is Stretched Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. Jessica Turner, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Tell us about your family and your work situation. Sure. So I'm married to a Christian children's book author named Matthew Paul Turner. And so he works full time writing from home. So we have kind of a unique situation in that he works full time from home and I work in corporate America. So I work in healthcare. We live in Nashville and I do corporate marketing for a big healthcare company here. And then I also have a pretty large side hustle. I have a um, blog called The Mom Creative, which I founded in 2006 and um, a big lifestyle brand online. And then we have three children. Um, They are 10, 7, and 4, two boys and a girl that um, keep us very busy, particularly during the spring when they're all playing soccer. So it is a very busy, busy life. And um, I started writing books in 2014. Um, honestly, it was an act of obedience. My husband has been writing for almost 20 years. And I've always said, you know, he's the author, I'm never going to write a book. I have no desire to do that. And I was at a conference um, doing a session about time management when the concept of my first book, The Fringe Hours, Making Time for You, which is a book for women about the importance of practicing self care mm-hmm. struck me. And I left the conference that night and remember being in my room and started working on a book proposal almost immediately and within six months had um, had a the book concept that went to bidding war with several Christian publishers and um, was signed for the two book deal for um, the fringe hours and stretch too thin. So I did not anticipate writing a book on top of all of those other things, but um, felt that it was a message that was really needed to encourage women to take care of themselves. Um, And so that book came out. And in the midst of that, I got pregnant with our third child. So let me tell you, having a baby and then six weeks later launching a book is is a lot of birth and in one short period. So Jessica, you had written, you followed the Lord's obedience and started writing um, your first book, which was The Fringe Hours. And now this latest book that's come out. Um, Why, why specifically did you write this book about being stretched too thin? 
I did a survey of 2,000 working women from all across America and asked them what their biggest struggles were of being working moms. And over and over and over again, the phrase stretch too thin came up. And it's certainly something that I have felt in my own life. You know, just because I wrote the book Stretch Too Thin doesn't mean that I haven't experienced those periods in my own life. And so um, I just wanted to come alongside working moms and let them know that they didn't have to constantly feel overwhelmed and stretched too thin, that that wasn't the way life needed to be and equip them with tools to help them navigate their biggest struggles. And so really it's as much of a guidebook as it is a, you know, me to hug around the shoulders. We can do this together and, and live a really um, prosperous, um, generous, happy, thriving life. Set up the layout of the book for people so that they really understand what, how it's designed and, um, you know, just intriguing them to get themselves a copy. Sure. So in Stretch Too Thin, every chapter is one of the pain points that was identified in the survey. And so the things that working women cited as being challenges for them were feelings like guilt and overwhelm and exhaustion. So we talk about the feelings that we face as working women. It talks about marriage. It talks about self-care. It talks about home management and work boundaries and friendship and um, parenting well and with intention. And so every chapter deals with one of those different topics. And at the end of every chapter, there are questions for you to really take the information from the chapter and personalize it to your own story. I worked really hard to try to be representative of a large cross-section of working women. I, in addition to the survey, interviewed dozens of experts and other working women. So let's talk about mental load for a minute, because that was something I had never put it in that context before. So explain um, mental load and why that is relevant to working moms. So mental load is the largely invisible work of noticing and remembering. And this is, oh, we need to get the, our flu shots. Oh, we need light bulbs. Oh, Ezra has gotten too big for his soccer shoes. I need to get him new soccer shoes. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things that that running list is that predominantly falls on women in the United States is essentially another job. And because it's largely invisible, it's going on in our minds. We don't even recognize it as work. And when I discovered that term, I did an interview with um, somebody who has done a lot of uh, research in mental load. And then if you type that into Google, you will find just an incredible volume of resources and articles about it. But it was a new concept for me as well. I, it was so freeing to be able to articulate that feeling that so often I have, particularly in periods of being stretched too thin, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of times it's because of that additional work. You know, I've got my day job, I've got my side hustle, and then I'm keeping up with light bulbs and underwear, you know? And so um, <laughs> that, that really can can be a lot. And so just being able to articulate that. And then I think for those of us who are married, being able to articulate that to our spouses and be able to share some of that load um, with our spouse and say, hey, we need groceries. Can you run by and pick them up on your way home? You know, so that that isn't something that, you know, the woman has in her mind is something that she has to do, right? That we can share mm -hmm. that. But it, it often involves us being able to speak up, right? Because it is in our heads. So we have to articulate it to have that freedom from it. Talk to our listeners about this whole concept of making sure that your kids know that your relationship with your spouse is number one. 
Right. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, we hope our kids leave, right? <laughs> and so the, the person that we're going to be left with is our spouse. And um, I can't remember if it was something on, I think it was something on television. I don't know. Just in the past week, I had a conversation with my seven-year-old. Oh, I know what it was. I was listening to a podcast where the um, podcast host was talking about how your marriage is more important than your kids. And my daughter was like, do you believe that's true? And I was like, yes. I do. And we had, you know, a conversation about how it's really important for mommy and daddy to invest in their relationship with each other so that we can then teach them how to love well and that, you know, someday they're going to have their own families, you know, so bringing it down to terms that they can understand. But absolutely, a strong marriage is so, so important for every other aspect of of our lives. Well, it builds up strong kids. I mean, not only does it build a strong marriage and give you hope for after the kids leave, because a lot of marriages struggle after the kids leave because the marriage has been so kid-centered, but it also gives your kids a sense of security knowing that mom and dad love each other and that they're not the top priority. It also helps prepare them for the real world where the world will not revolve around them. What? The Absolutely. <laughs> So let's talk about this whole concept of glass balls and rubber balls. Explain that to our to us and um, how that relates to the working mom and her guilt. Sure. So uh, this was something that came out of the survey that I conducted. A woman said in the open-ended responses, you know, I like to think of my life as I'm juggling a lot of balls, but they're glass balls and rubber balls. And what I mean by that analogy is that all the things that we're juggling, some of those balls, if we drop them, they will remain the same. They're rubber balls. They won't be impacted negatively. But other balls, if we drop those balls, they will crack or they will shatter. Mm -hmm. And we really need to pay attention to the glass balls more than the rubber balls and make sure that those glass balls don't drop. But I think so often we have our balls confused, so <laughs> to speak. We mm -hmm. will treat our work like a glass ball. We'll treat our homes like a glass ball. And then we'll treat ourselves like a rubber ball. Or we might treat our marriage like a rubber ball. That, oh, you know, it'll be fine if we skip date night this week. Oh, it'll be fine if, you know, we don't really talk tonight, you know, and I just go to bed because I'm tired. Oh, it'll be fine if I skip the gym, if I eat this crummy food, whatever, right? And slowly what's happening is crack, crack, crack in those glass balls, right? Mm. And we're investing in things that don't really matter. And, you know, you all mentioned about marriages, you know, sometimes falling apart after kids go away. And I think that's because we've invested so much in rubber balls and not taking care of that glass ball of marriage that it is just so fractured by the time the kids leave that that ball, you know, is just on the brink of shattering. How do I justify or convince myself that self-care is actually a priority? Well, I mean, I think it's biblical, right? Like, I mean, we see examples of Jesus taking care of himself. We are commanded to love well. And then, we, like I said, we hear Jesus saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Like he's saying that we have to love ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like it is a healthy behavior and you're going to be a better mom, a better wife, a better coworker when you are healthy. Letting myself and not paying attention to my health only caused me to suffer more, mm -hmm. only caused my work to suffer, you know, was causing lots of issues for me personally. And I know that I'm not alone in this. And, um, there are lots of women who are ignoring health concerns because they think they don't have time for it, mm -hmm. right? But ultimately what happens is a bigger situation happens because we've neglected, right? So you've got to do the work of that day in, day out investment in yourself 
so that you can be the best that you can be in all of those other areas. It's also really important, right? Like if we, if our kids were dealing with, you know, a health crisis, we would take them to the doctor right Mm -hmm. away. Right. Right. So why would we do that same thing for us? You know, I want to model healthy behavior for my children. And that starts with the way I'm taking care of myself. So let's, let's talk some specifics and give some examples because I know, so for somebody who's really, okay, maybe they're, they're not struggling with a health issue, but they just have not made themselves a priority. What are some good first simple little steps that they can take to, um, to really see that this is a great idea? (laughs) So I love to encourage women to get up a little earlier in the morning and do something just for them before they are mom, wife, coworker, you know, doing any of their other responsibilities. My friend Stacy likes to say, how you spend your five to nine determines how you spend your nine to five. And I love that. And so, you know, get up in the morning, have, you know, some quiet time, go to the gym, like do something to pour into you first. I find that in the mornings where I take care of me before I take care of everyone else, it just sets my day up for success. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in those early morning hours to do something for you right off the bat. Also, look at your media consumption. Look at, you know, if you have an iPhone, how many hours you're spending on social media and um, really take a hard look at, you know, should you be investing your time differently? You know, people will say they don't have time to do X, Y, Z. But then in the next breath, they're talking about the latest television show that they binge or, you know, they sit and watch two, three hours of television every night. You know, we all have the same amount of hours, but we can maybe use that time differently to pour into ourselves. I just want those moms to know that they are loved, that they have a purpose, that the work that they're doing is good and valuable. It is impacting their families, both in them living out their passions and the actual financial impact of it. And that just because you work, that doesn't make you a less than mom. It makes you a mom who is gifted and talented and uniquely qualified to parent your little children. Make sure you check out Jessica online, themomcreative.com, themomcreative.com, and get a copy of her book, Stretch Too Thin. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com.